I was in the truck stop yesterday, and um, my wife says I'm a money magnet. You know, I always find money. But I was in the truck stop yesterday. I bought six of those little burritos that, you know, those Mexican trucks sell. I don't know if y'all have them out that way, but um, I bought six of them. Cost me 29 almost $30, and way overpriced. So I paid it anyway. Got ready to walk out the door. I was going out one door where my truck was. It was closed. That door was closer to me going to my truck. But I turned to go the other way. When I turned to go the other direction, the direction I came in, a $20 bill laying on the floor. So God knows that that food was overpriced and I was being cheated, but I had to eat. He gave me my money back, and I paid $9 and something for what it was really, what it really was worth. God will lay, set out money for you. God will cause people to drop money, lose money, because it's for you. That's how he wants to bless you. And so yesterday I found $20. I got $20 of my money back and paid $9.50-something cents about it, on it. But I'll say this, and and I'm not going to go into too much more of it, but I come off the road. I came off the road so I could be home at night. My income dropped. And my checks were seven fifty, eight hundred dollars. When I used to bring in anywhere from fourteen to eighteen hundred a week. Within 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 a month after coming off the road and and working for this other guy, within a month, God has increased my income. My check is last week. My check was uh, over ten thousand dollars, and if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. What he's what he's saying and what he's wanting, he's wanting you to be faithful in your tithing because God is wanting to take y'all to another level, and us, He wants to take you to another level. He's wanting you to see more and have more. So don't be mad. Don't be mad. Don't be jealous. Don't be envious if you're not doing this and you're not faithful in it. When Apostle Shadon pop up with that new Tahoe, look up and pass uh, Apostle Shadon living in a bigger house than you are. Because God is blessing her for her faithfulness. She gets on this line every week when some of us don't get on this line. And if there ain't but two people on this line, she still goes through with that message and that service. God is saying to y'all to sow seed, and he's saying tithe into her ministry. And another thing, I don't know where you, you fellowship at or go to church at, and you're tithing in that ministry, if that ministry, if the ground is not fertile and, and you're not seeing the harvest on the seed you're sowing, the seed you're planting, 
Maybe you need to look at things differently. Maybe that's not what God wants you to be at. And you're just sowing and sowing. You reap what you sow. If you're not sowing in the correct soil and the correct ground, you're going to get what you sow. You're going to reap what you sow. So what I'm saying, if that ministry is not prospering, and we all know God is not in every ministry. He's not in every church. He's not with every pastor. So I'm saying this because the Lord is leading me to say this. I feel the Holy Ghost all in this truck. I'm out here on the road. I'm in Oregon somewhere. But God is saying, don't be mad. Don't be jealous. Don't be envious of Apostle Dunn when he raises her. She's been going through a hard time, and she's been struggling. She's been having to stay here and having to stay there. And some of the people don't want her to stay there, but they invite her in. Really don't want her there. Talk about her when she's in there without her knowledge of it. Halfway mistreats her. And this ain't nothing that Shadon has told me. I'm being led by the Holy Ghost right now. Hey. But what he's saying is don't be mad when she rises because he's saying up on her feet. She's about to supersede the income some of us make and some of you make. God is going to bless her with a new vehicle. And not only with a new vehicle, God is going to bless her with a house. And her finances, she's not going to lack for money anymore. You better sow into good ground. You better tithe into good ground. But God is moving. And he's going to move. He's going to move us quickly. Amen. 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 This is Prophetess Beverly. Good morning. Good afternoon. How you doing? Hello. Hello. Uh, Apostle Don Don stays with me. And as what you just just said, um, this is a temporary situation for her. And what you just said, that the Holy Spirit told you that um, where she's at now, that that person don't want her there. Well, let me say this. When Apostle Don first came to me, when Apostle Don first came to me, we already Mm -hmm. discussed the living arrangement, and we already discussed the reason why she's here and the purpose and the reason why she, you know, how long she's going to be here. And let me -hmm. me say this, because I'm a woman of my word, and I am, um, I'm a type of person, I'm a realist. Not only that, I am... um, I like to put things on the table. First of all, yes, I did not want anybody living with me at all before she got to me. Okay? And we already discussed the fact that I'm a loner. I live alone. A veteran. Yeah. And when she came to me, like I told her, and I let everybody know because I'm, par- I'm transparent. I'm a realist. I'm transparent. I'm going to hold nothing back. 
But since the Holy Spirit, you said, wow. revealed it to you, I'm going to let you know. No, I did not want anybody, not just her, and nobody living with me. But when she don't have anywhere to go, like I told her, I'm not just going to let you, I'm not just going to see you out, but no, I really don't want nobody living with me because I'm at an age now, and I had just got rid of my son that, that destroyed my home. So... Um, to be honest with you, no, I didn't want nobody here with me. But I'm not going to let nobody, I'm got a type of heart, I don't let nobody lay out in the street or if you don't have nowhere to go. And no, to be honest with you, I prefer her to have her own place and she's going to see where she can get her own place. So to be real with you, this is Prophetess Beverly Swenson again, let you know who I am and let you know you know, if it's any 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 kind of, uh, of any kind of you know, whatever y'all feel in the however about this living arrangement, and you said the Holy Spirit spoke to you and told you, and nothing she should have said, I understand that because I know me I know the Holy Spirit revealed a whole lot of stuff. But let me say this: Yes, she lived with me, and no, I did not want nobody living with me because I'm a loner, I'm a veteran. And I don't have, I don't, I don't, but I'm not going to see nobody out in the street because I was put out for, I was put out with two children by my mother, nowhere to go. So I know how that feels. But no, I really don't want nobody living with me. But if you just don't have anywhere to go, I'm going to bring you in. And then from there, Amen. you know, God's going to bless. Amen? Amen. So you since will the Holy be blessed, Spirit feels. Since the, Holy, since the Holy Spirit revealed it, like you said, since the Holy Spirit revealed it, I'm going to let you know that is so true. Oh, yeah, but let me say this. If you heard what I said, I said that she didn't tell me, and she didn't. The Lord revealed it, but I don't, you say, yeah, who, Beverly Swenson, and I didn't know she's staying with you, but what I said is some of them, some of you don't want her there that she has stayed with, but I didn't say God revealed it. I mean, as far as talking about you, I didn't know she was living with you. So I want to make make clear to you that I wasn't saying this referring to you. I'm just speaking what the Lord is saying. But it wasn't um, it wasn't directed to you. But um, and it, there has been um, like I said, it ain't she's not saying nothing to me. But um, there has been people she stayed with, and I understand. We, we believe me, I understand. We have children, and I have a cousin right now that asked me to stay with me um, before when I first came to Nacogdoches, wanted to rent my house, stay in my house. But I told him no because of his lifestyle and what he's doing, and I want you all to pray for him now. And, you know, pray for him also because he's now just – pretty much checked out and, and smoking crack and um, really don't have to be doing it. You know, he's a good-looking dude. Really, uh, the way he looks, really, if he had himself together, he, he could get any woman he wants. He just got some type of look, a different look. But um, he just checked out, and I told him no, and we're still telling him no. Like I tell my son and my daughters, you just can't bring any man into your house and you're married. You can't bring any woman into your house and you're married. 
men and women are attracted to one another. You never know what happened. But just so you understand, when I said what I said, I didn't, wasn't directed to you. I didn't know she was living with you. I'm just, like I said, I'm speaking with the Lord. It's revelating. But I hear what you're saying. I understand that. But I was just giving you confirmation what the Lord has gave it to you. Yes, ma'am, and you will be blessed for it. You will be blessed for it. He's going to bless you for opening your doors. But like I said, she's about to stand up on her feet, start walking, and and she's about to prosper. She's about to prosper very, very, very much so a whole lot. And I don't think she even knows it. But her broke days, if she managed what God is bringing to her, her broke days, her poverty living is about to cease. Amen. Amen. Um, anyone else have anything to share, say, a word, testimony, a song, anything God has spoken? Anything you just feel, you want to say, this is not a structured Sunday. I'm allowing God to do what he's going to do. He did not give me a specific word, but he did give me something out of the book of Malachi. So I will bring forth that. And anyone else? Yes, let me say this. We must be mindful and must be careful. When we hold ourselves as leaders, and we walk as leaders of the church, the kingdom of God, we have to be careful, and the word of God tells us in his word that we don't want our evil, our good to be evil spoken of. So we have to be so careful of how we walk in front of people. When we hold ourselves as leaders, apostles, prophets, evangelists, or whatever title you may have, we have to hold ourselves, and we spoke about <laughs> Turnaround Tuesday last week. We have to make, be more careful and more, uh, to look at ourselves more and to be accountable. We want to be accountable for everybody else and somebody else's issue and somebody else's relationship, somebody else's salvation. But we got to maintain our own salvation and be careful how we walk in front of people as leaders. And we cannot, we will not, we should not allow people to come into our private life if you, because sometimes your private life may be different from the spiritual life that you walk in. And if you're holding a spiritual title and you're walking another way in the, in the physical, your private life, because, see, that private life that you uh, present to people, you present yourself one way as a leader, and then you want to present yourself another way and you want these people continue to see you as this anointed leader, you cause a stomach block 
in that person's life or that person's eyesight. God tell us that we cannot put a stumbling block and we should not put a stumbling block in people's way as leaders. We are whole accountable. And that's why you have a whole lot of giant leaders have failed because their private life is different from their spiritual walk. And people uphold them and put them on pedestals and put them there. And, and, and because of the anointing, they see this anointing, they do so great. And then when they private life comes out because they live something different than what they are actually telling the people, then they're tainted. We don't want to be tainted in this last days. We don't have time to be tainted in the last days. So we have to line our walk with our leadership. We have to line ourselves up. We have to line ourselves up. And we cannot allow people. Um, I'm not saying we we are living certain different life or we are living something so badly a different life. I'm just saying that we need to keep private private and keep the church church. Because, see, sometimes your private life may cause a stumbling block in somebody's life that you're, uh, walk, that you're showing yourself to. And that's what the Spirit of the Lord is giving me for today. Be my careful as a leader because you are held accountable. Anyone else? Amen. We all know when you cause one to err in the spirit that blood is upon your hands. So it's always important to make sure you are in right standings with God no matter what you're doing, whether you're a leader or not. That's most right. important. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. I, this is Jackie. I was going to say that it doesn't matter if you're a leader or not, a child of, of the heart. Most God, we're supposed to be careful what we say and do anyway because you never know who's watching you. You know, so that's anybody. You know, um, I'm looking for this song, if it's possible, that I could play. I just came on, and uh, you know, someone else could talk about looking for it. Um, this is um, Sister Blue. I want to say this. You know, um, regardless of who you are, your true self will always be revealed. When a person shows you who they are, believe them. I don't care if you are apostle, prophetess, pastor, minister, deacon, deaconess, whoever you are, you can try all you want to hide the true person that you are, but it will always be shown and it will come out. My grandmother used to tell me, and I know y'all used Y'all heard it before. Whatever is in the dark will always come to light. 
And when that person, okay. that true person, come out, you ought to you when you if you paying attention, it will be revealed, and you will see it. They can't hide it. They could try to hide it all they want, but it will eventually come out because you cannot hold, you cannot hide your true self forever. And God looks at your heart. If you're doing something for someone and it's not really in your heart, that is what God looks at. You can't expect to be blessed by, you know, um, because you did it. If it's not in your heart, it doesn't matter to God because God looks at your heart regardless of your good work. And it says, you know, even though it says don't let your good work be evil spoken of, but God looks at your heart. And that is what's important is that God looks at your heart. You can do things and all that you want, but if it's not in your heart, it doesn't matter to God because that is what he looks at. Amen. 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 This is Jackie again. If I could Amen. be an apostle, um, I hear everybody, but I'm about to switch and go somewhere else, which this is a new week. And in this week, whatever you've been through last week was last week. Whatever you went through yesterday was yesterday. Even whatever you've been through a few hours ago, that is gone. And I think I don't know what people are going through, but I want to declare and decree and to speak into your life. This week will be a week, a new week, and a week of miracles. And I just want to play a little bit of this if I can. We have to speak those things, be not as though they were. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. How you doing? I don't know. I don't know. 
All right, I, I finally made it. Say that again. With the worship right now, we're worshiping. Okay. matter what it looks like or what you're going through. You, Like I said, you have to speak those things, be not as though they were. You don't have to explain it to nobody or anything. You just, you don't see it right now, but you just got to keep on praising God because you believe it. You believe the miracle on the way. So pull down those strongholds, whatever people are talking about, going through or saying, because you know your miracle is on the way. Amen. Anyone else have anything to share, say, testimonies? Um, welcome, Ms. Lisa. I know it's been a hard time for a lot of people to get online because of the um, the number. So just continuously to use the number and the passcode that I gave you that will bypass um, all the charges and everything. Um, anyone else? All right, I'm going to go ahead and usher us in um, to prayer. Sister Blue, do you mind opening up in prayer? 
Yes, I'll open up in prayer. All hearts and minds are clear. Lord, we just thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the going down and the getting up this morning. Lord, we thank we thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on your way. We pray in the name of thank Jesus you. that whatever thank is said and done today, you're welcome, is led by you in the name of Jesus. Whatever is um, the word is, Lord, we pray that. It will reach who it needs to reach, Lord, and it will reach the highest of the highest in the name of Jesus, and your word will never return void in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, that you lead the service today, that everything that is said and done is of you in the name of Jesus. We pray that no one that has come here this morning looking for you, Lord, that they don't leave the way that they came in the name of Jesus. And we pray, Lord, that you just bless Apostle Dawn and thank you, Lord, for using her to put forth your word in the name of Jesus. And whatever anybody is standing in need of, Lord, we pray that you um, bless them and you grant it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Is there anyone have anything else to share or say before we go on in? Any testimonies? If you have a scripture, anything you want to share um, before we go forth? Okay. I want to play this song. Um, I'm not going to play the whole thing for time purposes. Um, I want to thank God today for allowing me to see another day. For I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord, that we may rejoice together, pray together, eat together, speak together. You know, lift one another up as we all are supposed to, as being our brothers and sisters' keeper. But I also want to give God a thanks today because today is my mother's birthday. And without her, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> so I thank God for that. My mother is a beautiful person. She always is helping, doing something for other people. I thank God for my other mothers that have played part in my life to help keep me, raise me, and do the things that I need to be done for myself and for the ministry as well. You know, without a mother, there's nothing. You know, you don't have any birth. You don't have any um, incubation. You don't have any nourishment, you know. So the mothers play a good role and a positive role um, and the biggest role of our lives. So I want to thank God today for that. Um, and I pray that she's gotten some rest because she was out late. Um, so I want to play this song, and it's about no bondage, you know. Let us be released out of those things that try to bind us up. There's no hurt that cannot live. Grace, you freely give it to raging flood. Come on, love. 
praise the Lord. I just wanted to share those two songs with you all. Is there anyone else have anything else to share or say today? Um, we are on a recorded line, so if you have any background noise, mute your phones out. Um, that the recording you will be able to hear clearly. But I pray that those songs have rejuvenated you, lift your spirits this day. Um, I want to play one more song. I'm not. It's not a long song, um, but I want to play this other song before we go into the word. You are not hidden. Never been a moment you were forgotten. You are not hopeless. You have been broken. You're been stolen. God, He is there underneath your breath.
how many people have God gone to rescue in the middle of the night? I'm on that. How many people have God stood in the gap for? Even when they didn't want to be stood in the gap for. They're ready to depart from what we call life or living. We always shoot the messengers. We always kill those that come to bear the news, either it's good or bad. It's nothing that's ever in between because God doesn't deal with us lukewarm. It's either you hot or you cold. Either you dead or you alive. Right or you're wrong. Either you're open or you're closed. Either you're happy or you're sad. So you have to be on either side. You have to have your mind made up. You have to have your heart prepared. So we're coming out of the book of Malachi, chapter 3, and it says, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom you seek, will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, in whom you delight. Behold. He is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like launder's soap. He will set as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. So what we are hearing is that the messenger is going to be sent. The messenger is coming. And when he comes, He comes in like a fire, not a regular fire that burns down, but he comes in to purify like a special soap that only cleanses special items. See, not all soaps can work for everything that you're trying to cleanse. Certain soaps go for certain brands of things. Mm -hmm. You can't put dishwashing liquid into the dishwasher. Why? Because it's going to overflow 
the dishwasher. You may think that it's going to cleanse the dishes, but it's not going to accumulate the mixture that needs to be accumulated for the dishes to thoroughly be cleansed because it's just a foam, a bubble that's going to just overflow. It's not going to adhere to anything. Mm-hmm. So when it says the launder soap, he will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. So it's letting us know that launder soap only cleanses a certain type of metal. Yeah. Or a certain type of surface. So he said, I will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver. Now, we all know gold and silver are two different shades of colors and also two different types of metals and finishes. One shines a little more than the other. But you cannot use the same cleanser to cleanse them both because one will become tarnished and stripped as the other will still remain shining. Then it says that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasant to the Lord as in the days of old. And I will come near you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against sorcerers, against adulterers, against perjurers, against those who exploit wage earnings and and widows and orphans and against those who turn away from aliens, because they do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. Praise the Lord. Welcome. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet for the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? We will a man rob God. Yet you have robbed But you say, in what way have you robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me. Even this whole nation, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Verse 11, and I will rebuke the devourer, for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail 
to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. I want to stop right there because I want to go back to give you the understanding of when God said the offering of righteousness, and he's not talking about what you can give him monetarily, He's giving you specific instructions on what to offer in a righteous way. As the pastor had come before and said, if you have any background noise, please mute yourselves out. As the pastor came before to give the testimony of paying their tithes and even overpaying at times, of the blessings that they have received. This is a touchy subject in ministry, period, because people have been abused so bad through their finances that now they are depleted and don't want to truly trust the Lord in this area of finances. But if you release unto yourself knowing who God is. And why did he ask, will a man rob God? Yet have you robbed me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you? And he says, in tithes and offerings. Because he asks for your righteous offerings. And you don't give him what he's asking for, but he comes to you to not only cleanse but purge you. As you are a special thing to him. But he's asking for the times to be in his house so that his house will not lack food. And he says, Try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. I will not open, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Now, as he's come and done all the cleaning all the purging, he's sunk the fire, he's come with the soap, he's got all blemishes and blots out of you, you have walked in the wilderness, he's come to hear your cry, he's heard you, he's bottled all your tears, he's done all the things that you were needing of, and you never turned around to give him the offering. You never turned around to give him what is due, which is a righteous offering. Now, we know if you don't have money to give, you know, we say, well, give up what 
your gifting may be. But everybody's not a part of a ministry to go in to clean and wash the toilets, you know, to go in and, and, and give this and that. But you have food in your home, and you know that there's children nearby that are hungry. You never go to offer them food. But God has done all this purging of you that you may sit and look right and perfect in the eyesight of the people. But when he comes back to say, you did not clothe me when I was naked. You did not cover me for shelter when I was homeless. You did not feed me when I was hungry. You did not give me clean or fresh clothing to wear because I am naked or I got caught in the rain. Because your heart was not in it. You only do things because you want a reward back, or you only do it because you want to be seen. But when you are in distress, you're calling out for God's SOS. You're asking for no more bondage. You're saying, God, I'm chasing after you. But when he comes back down to really look at the report of you and how you have lived your life, how you are living your words have been harsh against me. Verse 13. We're still in the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 13. And it says, your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord. Excuse me. Um, what page? We're in the Bible, um, the book of Malachi, chapter 3. I knew it. I knew it. Never told them you with this. Malachi is right before Matthews. The book of Matthew. What page? What Bible do you have? The um, I got the Holy Bible. Oh, it's the last book of the Old Testament. Um, Old Testament. Okay. Open your book, your Bible, to the middle of the Bible, like the very middle. Uh-huh. You see Matthew? Uh, well, I'm at, I'm on King. Hold on. Wait no, go all the way to the middle of the Bible. You're in the beginning. Go, like, right smack dab in the middle of your Bible, like opening the book to the middle of it. Okay. Yeah. You in Matthews? No, I'm in Job. Job? Keep going. Proverbs. Keep going. Isaiah. Keep going. Jeremiah. Keep going. Oh, that's all right. So we must be at the end because I'm almost at the end. Don't worry about it. You, you ain't got to it yet. Are you in Zechariah? Daniel. Keep going. No. Oh, I see Matthews. Okay. Okay. I got Matthews. Don't go past Matthews. You want to go back up, go back to the left until you get to Malachi. It's, the, it's right before Matthews. 
M A L A B A. Uh huh. Okay. I see. Go to I got chapter that. three. Yeah, I'm in chapter three. Okay, and we're on verse 13. Okay. All right. Your word had been, yeah, okay. Okay. Your words have been so it says, your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said it is useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance? His, when they say ordinance, he's meaning his commandments, what God tells us to do. And that we have walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts, meaning we didn't have any joy in us. It was always sad, sorrowful. So now we call the proud blessed. For those who do wickedness are raised up. They even tempt God and go free. This is what it looks like upon those that do evil. They always look like they prosper more in the way. They always look like they have the upper hand in front of God. When they say now we call the proud blessed, those that God may have blessed beyond measure, and they walk around with their heads held high, and they don't want to go back to help those that are down. Verse 16 says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son, who serves him, then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. In order to serve God, we must complete and give God all that is due unto his name, all that he asks of us to do. He asks us to sow righteously. That means with a cheerful heart, be a cheerful giver. What you do and how you do, what you say, how you go, when he sends you, you don't do things out of the will of God. You have to be in the proper standing with the Lord. Chapter 4 says, verse 1 of Malachi, for behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly, will be stubble, and the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch. Now, we all know, as we talk about ourselves as being children of God, we always say that, he is the vine. We are the fruit. And we always say, check the fruit. Can the fruit bear fruit? Is there anything bearing there? Or are they unbearing? 
because we all know in the Bible when it talks about the trees that did, that did not bear anything, it was a cursed tree. And they would chop it down at the root. It's the same way that we deal with the wicked. But some people don't have the know-how to combat the enemy in a proper way. They're good stirrers to stir the enemy up, have them to manifest, but they don't know how to get rid of. They don't know how to put it away. They don't know how to continuously to lead the people because when you go back, Malachi 3, and it says, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. When God sends us out, he's telling us to prepare ye the way for his people to follow that shall come after you. And if you cannot be in the order of his ordinances, that he's telling you to do for his people, then you are in error. If you yourself are not paying a righteous offering unto the Father, but yet you want to lead and guide the people, they're not going in the right direction. The fruit and things that they're supposed to bear are not coming forth because you're not in the proper lane. You're not aligned properly with the Holy Spirit. Does anyone have any questions, anything to say, anything to share? Anything to add? Any questions? I'm listening at you reading, but some of the words in the Bible don't say what you what she says. Um, do you have the King James version of the Bible? Huh? Is your Bible King James? Um, no. no. I read. I always uh, read out of the King James Bible. Um. So, some uh, because you may have a different version, some of the words may uh, be different, but we're still uh, on okay. the same page. You're not missing okay. anything, and that's also why okay. I'm going through to you know, break it down so you can understand. Are you lost? No, I'm, 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 I'm with you. Amen. Verse 3 says, you shall trample the wicked. No, let me go back up. Because I want you to understand in verse 1 that it says that we will leave them neither root nor branch. When it comes to the wicked, 
and those that are proud. God deals with the proud spirit. When you think you're doing something according to the will of God and your mindset, you're in your heart, you are bigger and better than whom sent you. Because people don't send you, God does. We're just here to cover you in prayer. As the song came forth, I will send out an army because you have an SOS. You have an emergency. You have an urgency that you need help, and you can't do it by yourself. So God will send out an SOS on your behalf. But we have to get to the root of what the problem is because there's too much surface stuff trying to be handled. The shallowness of things. Verse 4, verse 2 says, in Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. So not only does God deal with the enemy, he also deals with the healing because the enemy comes in to do damage. And we always think, well, first of all, he's going to attack our finances or he, he's going to do something to the children. You know, he, he, he's going to come in and, and uh, disrupt the way we eat. We don't have food and we don't have electric. We don't have water. But what about the things of your health, your body itself? Why does God have the healing in his wings if we don't need to be healed? We may not need to be healed from a tragic of a scar that may be upon the skin, but what if we have a scar upon the heart, a scar on the mind? Because the enemy just does not come physically, but he comes emotionally and mentally as well. And his main goal is to get your mindset. But if you obey the ordinances of God, you paying your tithe and your offering, that's another form of covering. That's another form of protection by the Holy Spirit because it is saying, thus saith the Lord. Not man said, 
bring the 10% into the house or bring your tithe and offering into the house that there may be meat in my house. God wants the 10% for his glory, not our glory. But as we go through the process of the refiner's fire, as well as going through the process of the launder's soap, we're being purged, we're being cleansed. But you can't be purged and cleansed if that root is still bad. So you might as well allow him to go deep down, rooted in the things that's rooted deep down in you that you may be fully purged and cleansed. Malachi 4, verse 4, says, Remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Herod for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Now let's go back because right now today, this deep-rooted thing that we are all suffering with is the hearts of the fathers. And the hearts of the children. Even the hearts of the mothers. With the children. The disobedience. The proud. Oh, I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to do this. Our children are fearful. They're so fearful that they're scared. They're so fearless that they're scared. They approach you off the bat with an attitude. It's no more yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, how you doing, ma'am. When you call them, they're like, what? Huh? Yeah. We didn't come up like that. We didn't come up being able to sit around the elders while they talk while they had fun or gathered together. That was not our place as a child. Now the children are holding conversations with you as if they are an adult on the same level as you. And you wonder why God has these questions. How can the devourer be rebuked when you're partnering with it, when you're siding with it, when you're not being taught about it, but you're housing it? Someone has to be in authority somewhere. Don't keep killing the messenger when the messenger comes because it's being sent by God. And when the messenger comes, 
It comes to uproot what is there that needs to be uprooted. But you won't allow the fathers to turn their hearts to the children and the children to turn their hearts back to the fathers because you like the mess. You like the drama. You like it. You want God to be a yes God. You want God to be a God to say, okay, daughter, okay, son, anytime you get ready, I'll come down, I'll trouble the waters, I'll steal the waters, I'll calm the seas, I'll make the winds blow, I'll do all you want me to do when you want me to do it. That's not God. God is a just God. You can find hope for your soul. It is found in the master of the universe. He will not denny you because of your past. He will take you as you are and give you rest. God has more for you today than what you went through yesterday. Don't give up. Don't give in. Hold on. The blessing is on the way. But you have to know when and where to lay that pride aside and lay it down. And don't pick that pride back up. A prideful heart and a prideful spirit does not delight in the way of God. It's just as you being a wicked person. And the wicked, God is telling us to trample them under feet. Adam had absolutely no trouble relating to Eve because she was Adam. When they came together, they were a picture of total godliness. They were one flesh, a mirror of one God. Today, when men and women come together in the spirit, they too are a total picture of all the characteristics of God. This is one of the reasons The enemy wants to do everything he can to divide men and women. That is why he has declared war on marriage. He knows that when we are separated, we do not give a total picture of godliness to the world. Without the other, neither man nor woman can fully dispect God's nature. Men need the the gentleness, tenderness, femininity, love, mercy, and compassion of women. Women need men to express the strength, the the provision, power, protection, and defense of God. When we come together, we are able to express the total nature of God to to a hurting world. And the devil does not want that to happen. Praise the Lord who just came in. Welcome. When men and women come together, God allows them to act out who he is. They are privileged to be partners with him in the creative process. Their union brings life in the form of children. Just as God processed, just as God breathed his life into Adam, 
So when men and women are allowed to breathe life into this world as we bear children. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is Missy's uh, mom. Praise the Lord, mother. How you doing? (laughs) I'm well. You know, today is the day that we have to understand that God does not look at us as we think he looks at us. Malachi 3 speaks of the messenger who is being sent. The messenger is supposed to prepare the way before you so that when you are looking and seeking after God, you can find him. And as you find him, and in your way of being in alignment with God, you are to obey his commandments, his ordinances, which is paying your tithing, helping the, the needy, the poor, the suffering, removing your proud spirit, removing yourself out of the way. God is not going to uh, let it down or let you down. He's not going to not adhere to what you have going on, but it's in his timing. Not when you get ready, not when you want him to come, but God has his own timing. And we say, oh, God, you came right on time. But when you look at it, it was over the time limit of what your time schedule was. So is it truly on time? Or is it that it's just his time? But we're trying to make him be on our time. When we want it, because we're proud. But we want him to deal with the wicked. But we're so proud that we don't realize that we are wickedly too. So when it comes to him being a refiner's fire and the laudering and the laudering soap that comes to purge and cleanses us. (laughs) We got to realize that we're special because everything cannot be used to cleanse our bodies. Everything cannot be used to cleanse us, period. There are special tools There are special things and needs, garments, you know, oils, ointments, smells, fragrances that is used for the purging and cleansing of us. As we all pray the prayer, Lord, purge me with hyssop, cleanse me with hyssop. But do you really understand what you are saying to the Father when you say that? Because when the time comes that that true godly anointing is hitting your life, is hitting your belly, you want to 
buck against the spirit. Oh, I'm, I, I don't want to be laid out on the floor here. I just got my hair done. Oh, I, I, that's proud. Because the Heavenly Father came down to see about you as you are in the wilderness, as you are in your body experience, as you are in your midnight hour. And he came to turn it around for you. He came to soften your heart for your father, for you to be able to go back to your parent that did not love and care for you when you were born, but he's given him another chance. He's given that mother that left her children for drugs, for men, because she lost her mind, to go back and retrieve the love from your children. But you want to do it the way you want to do it. Anyone have anything to say or share? Any questions? You want to chime in? Has God spoken to you? Because I'm going to wrap this up. I'm not going to hold you long, but I want to give you this understanding of why God asks us questions as if these are not the things that we already do. Will a man rob God? Uh-huh, someone has something to say? I just want to say thank you for the service. You're welcome. It is God that does this. It's, it's, it's not on my own, but God knows what you need. And when he sends the messenger, stop shooting the messenger down. Stop closing the doors in the messenger's faces because you're asking for help. You're crying out for help, and he's sending them. You have to yes, learn how to have patience. You have to learn how to trust God, not people, but God. You have to learn and discern. I need to do what God is telling me to do, pay my tithing, put my offerings in, do what I can do on my behalf that my Heavenly Father will be pleased with me. Because he's not going to go on your judgment day and say, well, you sat on a sister so-and-so and you gave everything to her, so let me go to her for your punishment. It doesn't work like that. We all have to be held accountable for what we do to ourselves and also what we do to other people.
Can you all mute your phones so that we don't hear your background noise? And what I like about Malachi verse three, chapter 3, verse 6, says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed. See, people feel when you get in a rut, when you get in, in, in um, a harshful situation, that you're consumed by it. It's not so. Because God never changes. If he's saying under his wings is healing, under his wings there's refuge, if he's opening his wings, his hands, his bosom for us to enter in, we must know that there's divine protection. We must know that whatever we're going through or facing, it cannot overtake me. It can't break me. It can't kill me. It can't hurt me because the Bible says, no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Whether you want to take my finances, whether you want to take my house, whether you want to take my whole entire life, it shall not prosper. It shall not consume me. That's why Malachi, verse 3 and 13 says, Chapter 3, verse 13 says, Your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, What have we spoken against you? You know you're talking behind somebody's back. You know you know somebody's business and you don't ran off and told their business versus keeping it between you and God the way it's supposed to be and you're supposed to be praying for them. But we're flesh, and we have a proud spirit about us. Before I got thus far in ministry, there was a lot of things that I had to correct on my own. No one didn't come and tell me, you need to stop complaining all the time. Stop calling people and telling them what you're going through. Stop calling and telling people your business. Stop calling and telling people where you're getting ready to go, what you're getting ready to do. You don't have to ask people their opinion. You don't have to get validated by people. Just do what you're going to do and let God be God in your life and move on. I didn't have anybody to tell me that. I had to learn that on my own. It doesn't feel good to if you really look at yourself. Take a real fine-tuned comb and comb out every kink in your life. Every time you get to a point where the comb is not going through the strands of your life, you need to stop and look at what that kink is. What is that not? What is this stumbling block that's not allowing me to move this comb any further? Fine-tuned comb yourself. So that you can understand, I have robbed God. I have been the one to speak harsh words. My mind is not right. My heart is not right. I need the healing. 
because the great day of the Lord is yet to come. I'm not going to preach to you that Jesus is coming because that's not what he's telling me. We've been hearing that all our life over the pulpit. Jesus is coming. Get your life right. Jesus is coming. He's soon to come. They're preaching as if he's coming in two minutes. And you never get a full understanding because everybody went to the book of Revelations first versus trying to teach you from generation, from Genesis to Revelation. They want to teach you the ending. We can't go to the ending when we've never even been at the beginning. How do you know the proper thing of tithing when all they told you is, if you don't pay your tithes, you're going to hell. If you don't pay your tithes, you won't have money. You're going to be cursed. But in Deuteronomy, in the book of Deuteronomy tells me that I will be blessed. In the city, blessed in the field, blessed when I come, blessed when I go. But you're trying to tell me that I'm going to be cursed because I didn't do what you wanted me to do. Deuteronomy 28 says, now it shall come to pass. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you this day, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. But it says because you obey the voice of the Lord your God, Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herb, the in the offspring, um, excuse me, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. So therefore, you, let me break this down because we always read this scripture right here too. To talk about how we bless. We're so blessed. But the only way that this, this blessing it's going to come about is if you obey the voice of the Lord. If you obey the commandment that God is giving you. And his commandment in Malachi chapter 3 told us to pay tithes and offerings. And he wanted a righteous offering. Not a polluted offering. Not an unjust offering. Then it says in Deuteronomy 28, 
verse 8, the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. Oh, now that's a whole other story to understand why the wicked is always on your trail. Why is this spirit of pride always arising around? Because God already told you that they will be afraid of you if you keep my commandments because I am the shield and buckler. I am the great I am. I am the protector. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body and the increase of your livestock and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you, the Lord will open to you his good treasure, the good heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow, and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only. He didn't say sometimes you're going to be above. He didn't say half the time you're going to be above. But he said, Pastor Marcia, you shall be above only. Sister Blue, he said you shall be above only and not be beneath if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. So you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day to do to go to the right or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Verse 15 of chapter 28 in the book of Deuteronomy says, But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these, all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Cursed shall be you when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. The same God that will give it to you is the same God that will take it away. And he still says in the book of Malachi, I am the same God, I do not change. We're the ones that change. One minute we're saying yes, the next minute we're saying no. Then we're saying, well, maybe, maybe so. Make up in your mind this day whom ye will serve and how you're going to serve. It's okay to go through. No one said that you would never go through. It's okay, but it's a way that you go through. You don't damn 
condemn everybody that's around you because you are going through. You don't put everyone down because you have an issue today with someone else. And you're upset with the next person because you have an issue with the someone else. Take that attention to those whom you have the issues with so that they can rightfully deal with the matters at hand. Don't walk around holding things in because it begins to cause health issues. It begins to cause sickness in the body. Because you are not releasing the burdens and the cares that you have no control over caring for. Trust God, saints. Allow God to be your guide. Don't kill the messenger when the messenger comes. And the messenger is not always going to be a prophet. The messenger can come through the TV screen. The messenger can come through an alert system that you hear. The messenger can come through the drunkard on the street. The messenger can come through the one that you're calling the whore or the hoe or the slut or the bastard. The messenger can come through your children. The messenger can come through the cat, the dog, anywhere you are. The messenger can come. But the only way the messenger is going to come is if it is sent by God. The enemy has his messengers too. So you must discern between the two and be sure that it is God. Be sure to strengthen and anchor yourself in the Lord that you know when something comes up to have a spirit to discern either it is God or either it is the enemy or either it's your own flesh. Stop walking around with chips on your shoulders and you're in part of the body of Christ. You're not allowing your brother and sister in to help you because the word of God says, are you your brother's keeper? You know when someone's out of order. You know when someone is not happy. You know when someone needs help. Don't sit back and allow them to drown when you can help them. Whether they come to you or not, God placed it in your heart for a reason. Give them a call. If you don't have their number, reach out to somebody that knows them to do what thus saith the Lord God of hosts, because if not, you will fall short. No, God is not a tempting God, but God is one that will give you a test to see whether you will pass. Mm-hmm. 
We have the power in our own tongues for life and death. We have to be careful on what we speak and say, even over our own selves. We constantly say, I'm tired. I'm tired. I, I went so many years saying what I was tired of and what I don't want to do, where I don't want to go, who I don't want to talk to, where I don't want to go. And I didn't get anywhere. I didn't get help. No one helped me. No one fed me. No one clothed me. I had to do it on my own. But in the midst of me complaining, I still yet asked God for help. I still yet called out to the Father to ask him to lead and guide me. There was no one there to tell me who to call on. There was no one there to tell me, get down on your knees and pray. Lay on your face. Ask God for it. I had to get the instructions from the Holy Spirit himself. He assured me that I would not fall. I will not go out of this world the way I wanted to go out. He said, you can harm yourself. You can try to kill yourself. This is what's going to happen. You're going to go to the hospital, and you're going to go home. You're going to go to the hospital, and you're going to go home. He didn't say, I was going to go to the hospital, I was going to go to rehab, then I was going to go home. The same way when I had the thought of suicide, and I began to figure how am I going to do this. I can run my truck over a bridge. I can just run it into a wall. I can do whatever. And he said, this is what's going to happen. You're going to go to the hospital, and you're going to go home. He didn't say how long I was going to be in the hospital. But he said, you're going to go to the hospital, and you're going to go home. Mm-hmm. Every attempt. Either it was my own attempt or the enemy's attempt. I went to the hospital and I went home. You Mm -hmm. have everybody that's around that's trying to plan your stay after you leave the hospital where you're going to go. You have a team of people as you are in the hospital that working for you and your health purposes. They make all the decisions, but they must be on what? One accord. If they're not on one accord, nothing gets done. Right. When it's time for you to check out of the hospital, if the doctors are not on one accord, nothing gets done. You're not going home. Mm God is asking us to be on one accord so things can get done in the spiritual realm that it can happen in the natural for your own good. But you keep trying to abort the omission. You keep trying to kill it. And God is saying you're going to go to the hospital and you're going to go home. Pastor Vernon. Praise him. 
you keep trying to abort your omission that God has given you, you keep shutting the messenger down because you don't want to face it. You don't want to do it. You tired. You hurting. You broke down. You disgusted. But you got to press your way through. That's why I played the song. I'm chasing my way through. I'm chasing after you. Because if you don't press and you don't praise and you don't chase after God, you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to be like blind, blind by the mayors by the pool, still trying to get in the water. Instead of him stopping and asking, can somebody just guide me into the water? You begging. Please help me. Please, please, please. People don't want to see you begging. God even said himself, I will not see the righteous forsaken nor my seed begging bread. It's either you make up in your mind, God, I'm going to follow after you. I'm going to do what you ask me to do that I may be in the right standing because I'm trying to go somewhere. I need you to heal my body because it's wrecking with pain. Not, God, I'm not going to do this today. I'm tired. I'm hurting. And, and, and I ain't got no medicine. I ain't got this. I don't want to do it. Okay, you're going to go to the hospital and you're going to go back home. So, meaning, you're going to go back to the same position you was in when you left. How many times do you want to be in the same position over and over and over and over again? When he sends you the messenger to give you the instructions on what to do, he said prepare you the way for them. You were supposed mm -hmm. to follow the messenger. But you don't want to follow the messenger half of the time because the name is not big enough. They don't have a big enough crowd. You don't know them all like that. What you was told about them is, is I, I just don't like it. You don't even know them, and you don't like them. Come on now. You haven't even tried Jesus, and you didn't like Jesus. Because of what you heard about Jesus, oh, I don't think I want to follow that religion. I don't, I don't think that's for me. Oh my God. No, I, I don't fit in over there. But God said the proud, the wicked, he never changes. We do. Collect yourselves together. Get that fine-tooth comb out. Rake through your life to see if truly you have some things that needs to be brought down to a knot. A knot. A knot means nothing. So that God can put back in you what he wants you to have. We all can make the plans of what we want to do, how we want to do it, but God is going to orchestrate his own will and way anyway. Mm-hmm. Sometimes 
God wants you to make the decision for yourself. He wants to see if you can use the brain that he gave you, the instinct that he's gratified in you, the giftings that he's placed in you, are you going to allow that to come out and be birthed out? God's not a force for God. He's easy and free. He's not complex. God is not the author of confusion. If you don't understand, if you can't make the way, it's not of God. Leave it alone. Walk away from it. It does not take all of that. God's yes is yes and his no's are no. But his answers for us is yes and amen. But we have a submissive will and his perfect will. The submissive will is what we want. His perfect will is what he has for us because he knows far more greater down the line than what we know. This is your apostle, Apostle Don, your sister, your daughter, your homegirl, your cousin. I am here to give you the word of God. And this is truly what thus saith the Lord on his behalf for us to grow stronger and mightier in God that our faith shall not fail us. Is there anyone that has anything else to say? Share any comments, any rebuttals upon the word of God today. I thank God that his word shall be blessed, that it shall hit your heart, your mind, to help you be transformed in a holy, righteous way. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Anyone, any comments, anything you want to share, say, if you want to go back through the Word, it, it is open for it. We came out of the book of Malachi, chapter 3 and chapter 4, and we also did Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 15 about the the uh, blessings of God when you obey his commandments and you do all that he's asked of you to do, you know, be in good standings. No matter what we're going through, we can't be so selfish and proud that we are not keeping ourselves available for God to truly make us the head and not the tail to make us the lenders and not the borrowers. If they can do it in the world of the wicked, we can do it in the world of the righteous. For God already spoke. Whatever we put our hands to, it shall be blessed. Whatever we put our minds to, it shall be blessed and it shall come forth. Come forth. 
So today, God, I say I thank you for your word. I pray for your manifestation, your manifestation to come forth, God. I pray that you will bind up the adversary that tries to walk upon our trail, that tries to touch us, God, that tries to think upon our way. We bind them up now. We curse it at the root. We set it afire, God, that is consumed to ashes under our feet, Lord God. Hey, glory be unto God that you may walk up rightly before us, Father. You may open up doors that no man can open. You may shut doors that no man can shut, God. Father God, I pray for your deep purge, your deep cleansing. Father God, from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet, God, for you remain the same. Nothing, nothing can compare to what you do for us. And Lord God, I forever give your name all the praise all the glory, and all the honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 Amen.